Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. It is more essential that we pray for America than ever before. We've got a serious problem on our hands here, uh, and I'd love, love to get your thoughts uh, about it. Uh, as we uh, proceed here, I'll share with you a few reflections based on some very good commentary that uh, I've been hearing uh, today and over the weekend. Uh, but this is this is a problem, and I'll explain it to you uh, a, a, a little bit more as to um, why it's such a problem. Uh, what is going on here with uh, the FBI and the Department of Justice and uh, the way they're treating, continuing to treat President Trump, and the way that the reaction to all this is unfolding. We've got to talk and pray about this, but I appreciate your thoughts. Let me know where you're from, what you're thinking, and uh, we all learn from each other, obviously. It's one of the benefits, actually, uh, uh, for me in doing this program is uh, learning from all the uh, comments that come in. But above all, above all uh, benefiting from the prayers, and our country benefits, and we all benefit so I want to turn to the Word of God and begin in prayer, as we always do. And if you have particular prayer needs, let, let us know what those are, if you wish, in the comments. We'll all pray for one another as we pray for our country. I want to go to um, Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I go to this passage uh, tonight because um, it's this very kind of language that this is, these are the words of the Holy Spirit. This is the Word of God. Uh, the very, this very kind of language that some people are trying to turn into a uh, criminal act and an unacceptable way of talking. Uh, you'll see what I mean as I start reading. You're familiar with this passage. Ephesians 6, starting with chap, uh, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take, can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Let us pray. Lord, here in America tonight, 
We acknowledge that the day of evil has come. What you foretold in your word, what you warned us to be prepared for, the full unfolding of this battle with the enemies unmasked and unashamed, this day of evil, this culmination of this battle has come and we are right in the midst of it. So, Lord God, you have given us every weapon we need to use. The word, righteousness, love, peace, truth. Lord God, we are equipped in the Spirit. Enable us with love for this nation, with love for one another, to continue to squelch the fiery darts of the enemy, expose their lies, and build a culture of life, a civilization of love, a nation of equality, and equal justice for all. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, so on the one hand, we have more and more Americans, whatever political party they are, troubled by what they have seen in these recent days. Especially if they remember recent history. It's amazing how easily we forget. James Comey, the FISA warrants, the nonsense by which the agencies of this government were abused, not in order to advance justice, but in order to advance lies and political persecution. This is not ancient history. This is recent history. This is a handful of years ago. Hillary Clinton, the email server, the cloth, you know, wiping, wiping. You mean with a cloth? All this nonsense that we've seen. And Comey just saying, no, no, we're not going to prosecute any of this. Recent presidents, the battles that have gone on. I'm keeping these documents. No, you have to hand them over. And is it, this, the problem that more and more of the American people have right now is the unequal, the unequal treatment given to Obama, Hillary Clinton on the one hand, and in fact all their Democrat friends, and then on the other President Trump, his attorneys, his associates, and people like you and me. So, you know this as well as I do. We could go on for hours and hours and hours, and many of us do, right, with our friends and our co-workers and our relatives who don't seem to be able to remember recent history. We show them the contradiction here, the unequal treatment. Okay, so now... The concern over this unequal treatment and the fear that that engenders, especially when you see 87,000 new IRS agents being hired who are told be ready to use deadly force, the fear this engenders for how we're going to be treated, not how everybody else is going to be treated, how we're going to be treated moving forward is at a boiling point. And even President Trump is saying now, you know, he's, he's trying to reach out to the DOJ. 
except these this this administration is not governed anymore by people who are reasonable but he's he's being reasonable he's always been reasonable and he says um you know what can we do to to calm calm this situation what we're not going to do he said i'll do anything possible to help calm the temperature here in the country he realizes it's at a boiling point we all do but but anything that's possible what's not possible is to shut up be silent compromise our principles no this is america america is a place where we 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 never compromise our our our, our principles we never shut up we never allow ourselves to be intimidated that's certainly not what's being suggested but here's the other side of the coin then while on the one hand more and more people are getting to a boiling point of concern frustration of just uh, clear, uh, of of just clear and clearly articulated distrust in the very legitimacy of these mechanisms of government, which rely on a certain amount of trust in order to be able to function in the first place. You have, on the other hand, while, um, uh, for example, the calls have been made to. Uh, the Department of Justice will release the release the 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 underlying uh, affidavit that gave you probable cause to issue this search warrant for President Trump's home. Let me read uh, actually the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. This is the pocket Constitution. Hopefully you all have one. Fourth Amendment says this: the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, that amendment, I'm going to come back to this amendment for another reason in just a moment, but there we read the actual Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. The um, warrant is mentioned here. Okay, so the wording of the warrant was released because, as the Attorney General said, there's high public interest in this matter. Of course there is. Hope you didn't think there wasn't going to be. But then it says the uh, warrant warrant shall be issued not simply because somebody is you know saying they're going to issue it not just because you have the power but it says upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation where's the oath we want to see the affidavit we want to see the underlying uh, reason f- that they felt was probable cause for um executing this warrant so one would think that you want to cool down temperatures a little bit you want to you know uh, 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 increase trust have a little bit more transparency and let the people see what's going on and unfortunately now today they said no the doj is not interested in uh, doesn't feel able to release the underlying as the constitution says it oath or affirmation Okay, so now we have a problem. The problem is, on the one hand, they're claiming that they can't pursue justice and the enforcement of law because revealing this information would compromise that effort. 
well, we want these government agencies to be pursuing justice and enforcing law. So now they're using that to say, well, but we can't do that. Uh, if we reveal uh, the reasons and the people, it would it would compromise our investigation. Okay, but then what does that do? Does it pour more fuel on the fire? Because now more and more people will gonna, are going to say, "Well, of course they're not being transparent." So of course they're saying, "Oh, well, we can't tell you. We can't tell you." Confidential. This doesn't help anything, and 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 we're stuck now in this logjam. The trust. I, 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 you know, we, 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 I used the word before legitimacy. So more and more Americans are saying this is, this is not, these, these institutions are no longer acting uh, with legitimacy. Law enforcement agencies that are upending the law and uh, 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 agencies that are supposed to be promoting equal justice, treating people unequally. All right. That's the problem of legitimacy on our end. And then on the other side, you've got people saying, well, President Trump is not, was not even a legitimate president. And uh, we didn't support. Uh, the legitimacy of this in the, in the first place. See, that's why they think in their demented, deluded, distorted minds that they can treat President Trump and his supporters unequally because they don't acknowledge the legitimacy even in the first place. You would never treat a former president this way. We never have in the past. But they feel they can go ahead and do so because, oh, after all, he's really not a legitimate president. So this is a problem right now. This is a big problem. Now, I want to go back to the Constitution. Why did they do this? Okay, all of us are continuing to ask and discuss that question. And I'm sure you, as I, have been very impressed by the the very, very uh, helpful commentary of former uh, uh, intelligence officers, FBI people, people in the administrations in the past that have really shed a lot of light on things like, well, hey, listen, why do you have classified information in the first place? It's classified specifically for the president of the United States. In other words, the idea is that, you know, people, uh, you know, cannot um, uh, see certain information, you know, but those who have clearance, and by the way, they have clearance for life, okay? President Trump has clearance for life, so does every former president. And um, it's classified... Information that's classified is classified particularly for the right of the commander-in-chief to be able to see it and use the information in a way that it's not going to be um, uh, uh, misused, distorted, or or what he has to do as commander-in-chief be in any way impeded by uh, the uh, information falling into the wrong hands. Okay. But he has he has full authority to say this is classified, this is not classified. And, and that's been that's been discussed at length in these days. But why did they do what they did? Why did they raid his Mar-a-Lago home coming in with dozens of uh agents and 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 rifling through all his uh his possessions and his wife's possessions? And um you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the explanations that's been given to Alan Dershowitz, in fact, was saying this. They wanted to bypass his constitutional rights, specifically the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment, because you have a search warrant. Okay, but why didn't you just enforce the subpoena? 
materials that they wanted in the House that they could ask for by subpoena. And again, this is nothing peculiar to President Trump. The battles between former presidents and the National Archives and what's a presidential record and what isn't. What's a presidential record, by the way, is decided by the president. Um, This is normal. This is normal. So if you really, if the government was really saying, look, we really need these documents for whatever reason, okay, now they were being, I mean, they were being kept securely uh, by President Trump. It wasn't like these were being handed out on the street corner or anything. But why wouldn't you just go to a court instead of executing a search warrant? Okay, so here's the question, and and all of us have this question in our in our minds: If you have a, a, a choice here between enforcing a subpoena, you can enforce a subpoena in a court. And instead, instead of doing that, you go exercise a search warrant. Well, a court would then adjudicate, you know, what are the what are are, what are the rights of everybody involved? What are the reasons why this material maybe should not be handed over or should be uh, hear both sides? Let the lawyers speak up for the parties that they're representing, et cetera, et cetera. All of that versus essentially a use of force of just just go in there and take the stuff. Well, the difference between the executing the search warrant or enforcing the subpoena is a bypassing of President Trump's constitutional rights expressed in the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment against unreasonable searches and seizures. Look, it even mentions papers here, persons, houses, papers, effects, against unreasonable searches. Unreasonable. And then it even says, when you get a warrant, it has to describe particularly, in other words, in detail, specifically, what is going to be searched and what is going to be taken. This was overbroad. This was so, so broad. It just gave them the right, just go in there and take whatever you want, is basically what ended up happening. Okay, that's number one, Fourth Amendment rights. You go to a court to enforce a subpoena, it's not going to be as easy to just trample over your rights. You, you, you invoke your Fourth Amendment rights. Fifth Amendment, when you have to hand something over, okay, they just went in and took stuff. When you are asked by a, through a court to hand something over, you can say, well, I object under the Fifth Amendment to the fact that if I hand something over, you can use against me the very fact that I handed it over which is an admission can be used as an admission that I owned the thing. And 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 the, and and the court could actually say we are not going to use against you the fact that you handed it over. We'll use what was handed over, but you're going to be protected from uh any kind of of um uh harm legally by the fact that you handed it over. That can be secure. That right can be secured under the Fifth Amendment by a court proceeding that is just run roughshod over if you just go in and grab the stuff. And then point number three, the Sixth Amendment. Um, makes reference, this is the amendment of the Constitution that makes reference to the uh, right to have counsel. The attorneys, the involvement of the lawyers. What were they told over at Mar-a-Lago? You stand over here. You stand at a distance. You can't watch what we're about to do. 
you go to a court to enforce a subpoena, the lawyers are very much involved right there, front and center in defending your rights. So, I, you know, it makes sense. Of course, uh, Alan Dershowitz is a very, very respected uh, uh, jurist. He's been doing these this for decades and, and teaching this stuff. And, and uh, uh, I enjoy listening to him. He's a Democrat and he's a civil libertarian. But, um, you know, what he's saying here makes a whole lot of sense. What is the benefit? What is the justification uh, for using a search warrant instead of just enforcing a subpoena in a court? And it's this is not a justified justification. This is a, a, an underhanded misuse of government power, which brings us back to our original problem. We've got American citizens here red hot with, 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 with anger saying, you know, what, what, what have we become? I, I, you know, I went to Wikipedia Uh, and searched uh, secret police. I want to read the paragraph that comes up. If you search Wikipedia uh, for secret police, the definition, it says, or political police are intelligence, security, or police agencies that engage in covert operations against a government's political, religious, or social opponents and dissidents. Secret police organizations are characteristic of authoritarian and totalitarian regimes. They protect the political power of a dictator or regime and often operate outside the law to repress dissidents and weaken political opposition, frequently using violence. I read this. This is this, again. This is just Wikipedia. Let's go search it yourself. Uh, secret police. And I said, could there possibly be a better description of what we have just seen unfold before our very eyes? This Democrat regime operating in opposition to someone who is very likely, and I think he's going to announce very soon. He's running. He's running in 2024. Their political opponent in 2024, the biggest, you might say, dissident to their agenda, and he's proven so not just by words but by actions, what he's done during his four years as president. I mean, this is is a perfect definition. We in America aren't supposed to have secret police. It's something you think, you know, the Russian secret police or the, you know, other kinds of regimes. This is not, this is not the stuff of America. We have a representative republic here. And yet we are in danger of seeing right now the transformation, the dissolution of that into a situation where whoever is in power just flaunts the law in any way they want. You don't want to you want to have an open border? You don't have to worry about immigration laws. Well, let the people in. It's to your political advantage. It's a big it's a big voter registration drive. You don't have to worry about the law. See, that's the thing about a constitutional republic, a representative republic like we have. There are certain things that you just can't do no matter even if you had a majority of people wanting to do it it's it's a nation of law it's not mob rule and it's certainly not authoritarian rule with secret police enforcing their lawlessness see that's the that's the difference law enforcement is supposed to enforce law not lawlessness 
It's supposed to enforce the rule of law, which is independent of persons. That's when you, you have the, the, the saying where a government of law is not of men. In other words, what it means is it doesn't matter what's going on inside the mind or the personal preferences of the people in, quote, power. Power is supposed to be service. It's a, it's a nation of laws. So even the people in power, well, they can't just, because they're in power, do whatever, whatever they want. But then when you have a secret police and you want to say, oh, well, we don't care about the immigration laws, we're going to just choose not to enforce them. We don't care about a person's Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment rights. We're just going to, you know, yeah, you know, we got courts, we got subpoenas, but yeah, never mind that in this case. We're just going to go in there and get what we want to get for whatever reason, political reason we have. And we've got a problem. Because the other side doesn't want to be transparent. They don't want to be reasonable. They don't want to be law-abiding. You know, I'll tell you what we need. We need the midterm elections to be tomorrow. That's what we need. And in the absence of that, we have gotten, we're going to pray right now, we have got to pray and we have got to hold on very tight for these next few months. This is August. September, October, November. Okay. This is August 15th. September 15th, October 15th, November 15th. Less than three months. Less than 90 days. And the tables are really going to turn because with Republicans in power in the House, there's going to be an accounting with all kinds of hearings, and investigation. You want to talk about investigations. Now, we don't want them to be, you know, absorbed in all their time and resources and energy with this because, you know, we, they need to govern and they need to govern on the America First agenda and implement the policies. We're not interested in doing like the Democrats do where they don't govern because they don't know how to govern. All they know how to do is destroy. And so they use the American people's time and taxpayer money and just for investigation after investigation. No, no, the House is not supposed to be uh, uh, just doing that. But there are justifications for investigations. And my goodness, if we don't have one now, uh, it's hard to imagine what what would be. So we these elections can't come fast enough. Now, tomorrow, guess what? Guess what's going to happen tomorrow? Bye-bye, Liz Cheney. She's going to be voted out in the primary. Tomorrow's the pri- Tomorrow's the day, friends, when Harriet Hageman will unseat uh, Liz Cheney for that primary election in the state of Wyoming. Bye, Liz. Bye-bye. We, you know, what a disgrace. And an absolute disgrace this woman is. I don't have to tell you. But tomorrow is the day. Okay, so those of you in Wyoming, I don't have to tell you, Do go ahead and do your job. Oh, yes, there'll be deluded Democrats in Wyoming, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll vote for, for Cheney. They couldn't care less what the letter is after her name. She knows that they know she's one of them. But they won't be able to overcome the, the Republican strength in, in Wyoming. Uh, I shouldn't say Republican strength as much as America first strength. Yeah, tomorrow's the day. So that'll be good. We'll talk more about that as it unfolds. And that'll be a, that'll take tomorrow as another uh, one of the, uh, as another part of the, the first fruits of what's going to happen in November, the first fruits and take consolation from that as that couldn't come fast enough either. 
But as that, this is happening at a, at a perfect, perfect time for Liz Cheney to lose this election tomorrow. This is the timing on this is great because again, it's gonna, it's got to focus our minds on the fact that hey, you know what? It's the ballot box together with the spiritual weapons and tools that we have, as we read about uh, this evening in Ephesians 6, uh, that are going to help us turn the corner with all this garbage, all this nonsense. So uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, we do stand in the midst of the day of evil. You have equipped us with spiritual weapons, Lord, and we are we are grateful for the word of God. We are grateful for the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, we know that we are sinners. We turn to you every day, every hour uh, for, for forgiveness of our own sins. We turn to you for uh, uh, p- p- conversion, purification. We ask you, Lord, that every day would become transformed more and more into the image of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh, so, Father, we come before you with that spirit of, of humility, but but Lord, we ask that uh, that we also are, will wage spiritual battle, that, that we will not be intimidated, even by those who don't think we should even talk in this way. No, we're not going to be silenced. We're going to proclaim your word, and we're going to do uh, your work here on earth, Lord God, because we understand in, in reasonable and peaceful terms what that means. Father, we ask you to bless uh, President Trump and his family and his attorneys. And uh, Lord, we see him reaching out. We see him reaching out uh, to uh, the Department of Justice and saying, let's let's keep America in focus. Let's do what's good for the American people. Let's calm the, uh, the temperatures and the tensions. Uh, but Lord, we see a Department of Justice. We see a, a Brandon administration. We see a Democrat Party deluded. Democrats uh, just, they don't believe in this republic anymore. They believe in having secret police. They don't believe in, in, in the equal application of the law, even though those words come off of their lips. Lord God, their actions in these recent years have completely betrayed that. And Lord, we're not stupid. We see it. So God, help us. Help us to persevere as a people Uh, and use the power we have at the voting booth and use the power of free speech, which we will allow no one to take away from us, to continue shedding the light on these lies, on these power grabs, uh, on this distortion of justice. Lord, we see it as clear as day. Help us to convince our fellow citizens who do not see it yet. May the day come quickly when they do. We sum up all our prayers, our concerns, and our praises in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. (sighs) <sighs> this just flies by. I appreciate so many of you are watching. I appreciate you being with me. But, you know, I mean, it, after a while, it's like, what do you say about all this stuff? It's, it's, um, uh, it's very concerning. Um, it can be very confusing. It's very distressing. 
That's why we have to come together each night and pray for America. Join me again tomorrow night live. And in the meantime, let's continue to strengthen and encourage one another. Listen to the good uh, conservative commentary coming from so many of our friends in this Make America Great movement and this America First movement. Lots of good stuff uh, out there. And uh, we've got to just, uh, we've got to, we've got to strengthen ourselves, friends. We are, we are at an unprecedented moment. But remember, as President Trump reminds us, this country does not belong to the radicals who want to destroy it. This country belongs to you. We don't kneel to the establishment, the bureaucracy, the secret police. We don't kneel to China. We don't kneel to the left. We don't kneel to anybody but God alone and America's best days are yet ahead. God bless you. Father Frank Pavone here. Talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.